Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Melissa notices her friends getting a little closer than normal and asks if they are swingers. A little road play finally brings Mike around and they are ready to jump into a tub with another couple for their first full swap. And we're back at the sex apartment. Those of you who listened to the bonus episodes from the Fetish Ball may remember Mike and Melissa, who were part of that big group conversation and more. They have come back and joined as promised. So welcome, guys. Hey, it's nice to be here. Welcome, welcome. I have not heard the vast majority of your stories. And we were sitting at dinner. Mike, you started to say something. Melissa's like, stop, stop. I I want them all to be fresh. And I was like, perfect. I love this. So I have no idea how you guys even discovered there is a lifestyle. What turned that light bulb on for you? A couple of years ago, we were at a friend's house who we've hung out regularly with for years. It was getting late in the evening. There was three of us couples and we were all hanging out by the fire. I was actually pretty tossed at this point. Mm -hmm. Melissa looks over at me. She's like, they're kind of getting friendly. Now, how friendly are we talking here? When I say they're getting friendly, the other two couples that we were hanging out with were talking to each other's spouses. One was sitting in the other's lap. There was lots of petting going on. And Melissa just had this flag going up like, something's going on here. (laughs) He doesn't touch me like that. That's what I was thinking. Like, wait a minute, you know. Basically, she got jealous because she doesn't get (laughs) hugs or attention. Um, The hell you don't around me, but whatever, it's cool. It got a little awkward for us, and Melissa was like, well, we better go. So we left, we went home, and the next day, Melissa reached out to our friends and was like, hey, are you guys swingers? (laughs) Even called it swingers and all that? Oh, legit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Turns out they were. And they owned it? really? You didn't know that? Nope. I had no idea. So I led on to some uh, text messages back and forth, just asking some questions. And What kind of questions? How does this work? Like, you know, how do you guys do this? And and these were couples that we hung out with all the time. I'd say like three times a year, we'd have game nights and all of us would hang out. And so we started to hang out with them. Towards the end of the night, they would start to tell us some of their stories. Some of them were pretty chill and some of them were pretty intense. Mike was a little scared. Terrified, actually. <laughs> now, number one, I want to say I'm impressed that when you first heard, oh, so you're swingers, you didn't go, okay, fuck you guys. I don't want to ever talk to you again. No, not at all. Let's back up. I wanted to stay at the party. I wasn't <laughs> sure what was actually going on, but it was getting interesting. It's time to people watch bare minimum. I get it. That's Yeah. I wanted to stay. Something's going on here. I'm not getting the attention. We got to go. You already knew the term swinger at that point. What put that word in your head? Have you had the thoughts before, been curious about anything before, open to certain things? Definitely none of the above. Really? Uh, I don't think it's ever crossed my mind. Okay. So (laughs) I was the one that was very resistant to this idea. Melissa has always been... So we've been married for almost 19 years. And if one of the two of us was the jealous person, it would be Melissa. 
Absolutely. When this whole concept even came up, I was like, oh, absolutely not. (laughs) This is going to blow up my fucking face. This is going to (laughs) go south quick. Like as soon as it might get fun, she's going to freak out and it's going to ruin a lot. So I'm hard. No, when this came up and she was the one that was interested in this, I'm thinking in my head, where did this come from? Who are you? And (laughs) are you being serious? Is this a test? Basically, I thought, is this a test? So how did you bring it up then? I think we talked about it little bits at a time after we would hang out with him. We'd go home and talk about it and like our feelings of what we thought that that would be like. I don't think we really talked about it a whole lot. We had an experience one night, just kind of turned the tables. Before we get into that experience, what was it that made you go, you know what? I might get jealous at times, but this has me curious. She hasn't answered this question for me yet. We can skip it. You want to skip it? I don't really know. I mean, the two of us together, like as a whole, I think we were kind of in a little bit of a rut ourselves in the sex life department. You know, there was that whole enticing, like, well, maybe this will kind of kick things up a little bit, just make us a little closer. And we just kind of like heard experiences about like our friends that had had like such great experiences and they talked about how much better it was for them. And, And I mean, as a relationship, like we're like closer than close and like there was no issue there. But like in the bedroom, things were a little less than desirable. And a lot of that was me just not being comfortable with myself. So yeah, this whole thing was crazy. So as I said, no, at first we started going over and hanging out more often with our friends. It was like a sales pitch for the lifestyle. (laughs) Um, It caught my curiosity. This could be fun, but I'm terrified it's going to blow up in my face. As we listened to these sales pitches more and more, one of the big things that kept coming across was like, oh, we're closer now. We talk about stuff. Like it caught me like, Really? You guys fuck other people and you're closer now and you talk more because of it? We'd go over, we'd party, they'd tell us stories about things that they had done, and then we'd go home horny as hell. (laughs) We definitely thought about it a few times, talked some things through, and like we're like, okay, we both kind of liked that idea. Like, you know, that might not be so bad. So did just the talking about it re-spark things? Definitely enticed a little bit. It took me a long while to come around to even consider the idea. But Melissa doesn't ever come forth and say, I want to do this. I want to try this. Nothing. She's very (laughs) passive about everything. I'm always trying to get her to say something or ask for something. And so when this kept coming up, holy shit, she's actually vocal about something let's roll with this i want to hear more what fantasies played out in your head as you were thinking about doing it originally you know you you think about playing with those other friends that you do have and kind of thinking of that because you think that it would be better off if it was somebody that you knew you just feel like you're you're vulnerable you're putting yourself out there like it'd be better with somebody that you knew looking back like i'm kind of glad that we didn't do that and that we went with somebody that we didn't know and we had no connection with and so that if it didn't work out we could just say peace out we're done you know Mm -hmm. there's no relationship there at all so you're going to these parties you're hanging out with them night wears on they start telling you stories is there specific moments in these stories where you're like yeah i want to try that that's going to be interesting Melissa really liked when the stories led to when one couple would just lend the other couple their husband. She's shaking her head right now, but she's also blushing because she definitely thought that that idea was pretty hot. Hot in the sense of borrowing the other husband or sending Mike off? No, definitely not sending off. (laughs) Definitely a jealous person. You like like the idea of being the center of the attention? I do love the idea of being in the center of attention. I mean, Mike's my world. I don't like sharing him. And this is why I was apprehensive at first, right? Mm -hmm. But she does love it. She loves being the center of attention. So she'll loan me out from time to time so that she can have fun as well. 
I was going to say, those of you that listened to that bonus episode, you were definitely loaned out thoroughly well. <laughs> Melissa, you were a very happy camper through that whole night. I was definitely happy. For yeah. for not being able to be. No, I couldn't go full on, on but I, I had fun nonetheless. Yes, yes, I absolutely did. Which I really love because typically <laughs> when people are out of commission, they're like, you know, I'm, even, I'm not going to that party. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, fuck it, bring it. Let's do it. Yep. So she surprises me along this whole journey. Every time I think that it's, you know, a no or she's going to be step back, she jumps in without her floaties like, yes, let's try this. I'm in. I'm down. We definitely did. A big thing was when we were talking to these other couples, you know, and we started to show interest. They're like, okay, so you have to have rules. Like you have to have set rules. Everyone has to know your rules. And we're like, okay, so what's our rules? I'm like, is there like a checklist that we can go through? (laughs) Like, and I literally Googled swinging rules Rules. and like couples rules because I was like, we need a rule, babe. We have to have a rule. Like, I'm like, I feel like a super slut now. Like I don't have any rules. I'm I'm good with all of these. I feel like you should like, I can't do something with me. We basically jumped in and decided we would try anything once. And as long as both of us were comfortable and we were able to communicate through about everything, we were comfortable and happy. And that was our rule. Before we even had our first experience, we're like digging, trying to come up with, got to have at least one rule. We'll be real slutty if we don't have a single rule. What can we come up with here? The only real rule that we came up with not just reaching for something was to be 100% transparent. I want to know if it's the best experience you've ever had in your life, if it's the worst. I want to know every detail and I want to know your feelings. Even if it's hard for me to swallow what those might be, as long as I know that you're telling me how you truly feel about the experience, we're good. We can continue. We can move forward. I just need to know that we are on the same exact page and able to talk to each other. That's not easy. That was so great. Like everything was amazing. You had a big dick. To say those kind of things to your husband is just super strange. The amount oh. of times I've said, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know this about Melissa, she's super shy. For 19, 18 years, I have to pry stuff out of her. As we talked about doing this, what started to change my mind on being willing to do this is that she started to talk to me about stuff that she never, ever would have brought up in 18 years of marriage. And now all of a sudden we're talking about, hey, what are you into? You've never even expressed your sexual desires to me in 18 years. And now we're talking about stuff that I never even thought we would have. But I I like this. I Tell me more. You just mentioned that she's shy. And we met you for the first time at that fetish ball. No part of me picked up shy, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Shy was not on the list of, oh, she's now super slutty. I had that. That one, I was like, I was there, but in a good way, just to be clear. (laughs) The lifestyle has definitely changed me (laughs) in a lot of ways, in a lot of really good ways. Definitely a happier person across the board. I've lost like 50 pounds since we started to talk about this whole thing. So I feel like a much happier person. Just I'm comfortable in my own skin and that is huge. What she's and, trying to say is she found her own confidence. I did. Mm-hmm. I definitely looks, did. It looks I great definitely on her. Did. Definitely helps when you have like multiple people tell you that all the time. Yes. And not just the person that you're married to and you think that mm-hmm. they have to tell you that. Yep. That's what brought me around to considering it. Our first experience is what and it was like a when we get to it, but it was like a soft experience and that was enough to to get me to go all right yep i'm in let's try this 
there still has to be something that gets you to go, all right, that was fun talking about it, but okay, let's see if we can meet somebody. We had with the same couple that really was the first ones to start talking to us to try to sell us on this lifestyle. We went out to a concert one night, the four of us. Yeah, we had a great time. We partied the whole time. When we were getting ready to leave the concert, my buddy, he pulls out this little vibrator. It was a little bullet. Yeah, a little bullet. He was using it with his wife. I'm hearing the, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> What do you got there, dude? Let me see. Your phone's so, ringing. <laughs> right? Phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> so he tosses me this, and I'm like, oh, ooh, I know where that just was. Melissa, you should just check this out. She's wearing a pair of short jean shorts. You know, he flips me this little bullet. We're by the car door. I open it up. She's being resistant. You know, she's playing hard to get. She doesn't do that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can't confirm. Nope. <laughs> You know, she's got these three button jean shorts on and I start unbuttoning her jeans. I get the buttons down and she's sitting in the car looking around all scared about you know, security, the cops, see, like yeah. you unbutton three of the buttons on my pants. We're going to get arrested right now, <laughs> <laughs> babe. I've been down this road many times before. We're not going to get arrested. It's fine. Nobody's seeing anything here. So we're playing in the front seat with this. The motors are warming up here. We finally go ahead and traffic clears out and we leave the concert. Hang on. Other couples in the backseat, are they fully engaged and not paying any attention to what's going on? Or are they kind of like, oh, look at the look what we get to see now? So this was like a warm up, right? We're outside the, we the cars at yet. first. We're waiting, you know, not getting in because the traffic line was forever. We're playing with the doors open a little bit. They're playing backseat, leaning on the backseat. We're playing by the driver's side door. And when it was time to leave, everybody just jumped in the car and we drove off. Well, it only took about a mile down the road before I look in the backseat of the car. All of a sudden, our friends are fucking. Well, okay. <laughs> in my back. brand new car. Just to clarify, I hadn't <laughs> christened it yet myself. They crinsed our car. Not I us. know. <laughs> Mike's giving me the play-by-play. -play. Like, babe, babe, they're fucking back there. I'm sorry. What? Like, oh, yeah. In my car? What? Yeah. And he's giving me the play-by-play -play of what's what's all going back on back there. Which I don't know why I had to even say that. <laughs> hey, babe, they're fucking. You can hear her. She's <laughs> sitting in the driver's side back seat, and she is pants are off. She is on top of him, just bouncing up and down, and she's moaning like crazy. So why I whispered, "Hey, babe, they're fucking." <laughs> Like, how you wouldn't know they were fucking, I don't know. I already was pretty excited about the fact that she was letting me play with her while we were driving, and there were other people in the car. Like, this was a huge mm -hmm. step. I bet. When he unbuttoned those shorts, pulled them down at all, or just unbuttoned to give the room? They were pulled down. <laughs> Before we left the parking lot, those panties were soaking wet. They were. Absolutely. So it was a, it was a rough drive home, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of distractions. It was what was racing fun. through your mind at that point? I was just really horny. There was people going at it in my back seat. I was very excited myself. Mike was handed my pants pretty much the whole drive home. So <laughs> after our friends <laughs> get done fucking, she hops off of them, sits down in the other seat behind me. And like I said, I was the one that was resistant to this the whole time. Melissa's getting worked up. They were having a fun time. I'm sitting in the passenger seat, taking all this in hard as hell, mm -hmm. thinking, God. This is awesome. I surprise everybody. I look back at our buddy and I go, hey, do you want to reach in the front seat and give Melissa a hand? And everybody freezes because they all know that I'm the one that's been saying no for over a year. And it was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> do that. 
after they get over the shock that I ask about this, he reaches his hand around, you know, the left side of the driver's seat, trying to reach into her pants. And I pull my dick out. Melissa's playing with my dick while he's trying to reach into her pants. And I'm turning around, looking in the back seat, watching them play at the same time. This is all right. I can get into this. This this is this is fun. So as this is going on, she's sitting there with her legs open, just looking in front. May I? We get to the point where we're driving down the freeway. Melissa's killing it. We're going the speed limit. We're staying in the lanes. <laughs> she's I'm impressed. Got one guy's hand down her pants. She's got my dick in her hand. I'm fingering our friend that's in the back seat. And this is like, holy shit. All right. Melissa, I think you're onto something here. I'm interested. You have now just this, convinced me that this might be okay. Yeah. This all progresses about five to 10 minutes before we get home. So all of a sudden there was like this abrupt end and we were home and we just like gave him a hug, say goodbye. This was fun. And then went off on our ways. And so then Mike and I had the most crazy wild night thinking about the possibilities and how we felt and we even role-played a few times <laughs> while we were fucking, like, talking about what it'd be like if we were fucking our friends at the same time. So that sealed the deal. Where do you go from there? That was definitely our teaser. Where we went from there was I gave Melissa the green light, and she ran with it. That following week, I set up our profile on SLS, and friends of ours had suggested that we watch this show, and it was called Swingers on the Playboy channel. <laughs> and we watched that, and that did um, kind of bring up some questions that we had. And just to kind of go over some thoughts that we Things that might come up in, mm-hmm. in the lifestyle. And it kind of got us talking. We were both interested to see where it would go. We met a couple that was very local to us. And I met her out for drinks one night. Her and I really hit it off. We had planned to meet as all four of us one night. Now, and- when you went to go meet with just her, mm-hmm. what was the goal of that? Just to kind of get my feet wet, talk to somebody else about it. There was no play involved that night. I felt like I needed to know that other person and kind of trust that other person. And I wasn't sure how friendly I needed to be with that other person to make it okay for me to let my husband have sex with her. Because, you know, this was all very, very new to us. And so I met her just to talk and kind of, you know, see where they were at, see where we were at. And they were very aware that we were brand new. This whole couple, couple thing was very new to them, too. Okay. It was definitely a different experience. I, we definitely hit it off, uh, the two of us, and I planned to talk eventually. The next day, she called and she's like, hey, do you want to come over? <laughs> We hopped in the car and went on over. Now, before we get into that, let's get into your dynamic. Are you into women as well, or is it just give me all the dick I can take? <laughs> well, uh, that's a that's a given. Definitely, that's that a one. given. Uh, <laughs> Check there. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely say that I'm bi comfortable, so it's not. I, I would definitely prefer a dick over, <laughs> but I'm definitely comfortable with women. It's not something I've had a lot of experience with, but I've definitely liked the experiences that I have had. And before you Matter got f- in the car and went to their house, what was the discussion you guys were having? We both thought it was a meet and greet too, and that there would be nothing that would happen. However, that was untrue. Okay. <laughs> so, so this was you've met her. Okay, let's go meet all four of us and see how this goes and then we'll set something up in the future and go from Mm. there yeah definitely so you get there a lot of awkward conversations (laughs) 
just kind of trying to figure out what to say. And like I said, I was it was new for them to she had gone out a number of times and done things on her own, but he had yet to really play himself. It was a completely different dynamic for them. And that was their role of he doesn't play, but she's okay to go do things. And- yeah, that was how they were previously. So when we went, it was it was very new for them too, to to play with another couple. Turns out they had a tub and could fit multiple people. So we were invited to check out their tub. Now, you didn't say hot tub. You just said tub. No, it was, just a oh, it was a tub. It was okay. a tub. It was, it was a, tub. a big jacuzzi tub. First off, both these people, super nice, very attractive. This dude was a stud. Like, this dude is built. Melissa's sold from the very beginning. She She's <laughs> she's into this, but I have always been... You're the- selling yourself a little short here, by the way, too, because I'm going to be honest, you're pretty well built. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um so I'm just trying to picture what this guy was. If the, yeah, that's the comparison. Dude, oh, he, he, oh okay. he was swole. You see I re- smile? We need she to start doing nodded. a fucking video podcast. Yeah. Oh, my no, God. Like, <laughs> this dude put me to shame, like, built. So what's interesting is to the buildup of this, right? I'm the social one. Melissa's the quiet one. Melissa built the profile. She talked to the people. She looked for compatible matches. She went out to meet this lady on her own. Before she even went out on her own with her, she's nervous as hell at home. Like, I'm going on a first date, and I'm like, you better kill it. Like, I'm excited <laughs> don't for you. Fuck you this up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> like, this girl's cute. I want to meet her, too. Make it happen. <laughs> Melissa's really, really good at communicating in any way, shape, or form besides face-to-face. She's texting, she's messaging, and she does great at it. Well, we get over there, we meet these people, she freezes. I don't know anything about either of them. All I know is Melissa wants to meet them. They're both attractive. We think it would be a good fit. We're ready to give this a whirl. We're going to have a meet and greet. We get over there, and she goes radio silent. I do much better. We kind of switch roles, right? She does a great job talking to everybody up front. And she gets quiet when we meet at first. And then I have to come out of my shell and be like, all right, shit, I don't know you guys yet. But hey, hi, I'm Mike. You probably know a lot about me because Melissa already told you. That's funny because now I'm starting to think back of the first night that we met. For that hour that you were getting tied up, Nessa. Mm-hmm. Mike, you sat right next to me and were engaged talking with everybody that sat down on the microphones while Melissa, you stood back by the bar being very quiet. But I was very focused on the tying and the talking. I glanced in your direction a couple of times as people were trying to encourage you to come on. You're like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. No, no big deal. People aren't always into doing this. But by the time Nessa was tied up and we left and we got to the fetish ball, you had loosened up a little bit. So I never got to experience an interaction with you being quiet and shy. So I really haven't seen that side of you. So Melissa isn't shy if either she's really horny or if her pants are off. <laughs> So really, if we just started with her pants off, she would talk all night long. Hey, no pants rule. <laughs> all right. Honestly, this isn't a bad situation for you. It's as working out you well don't, so far. As you don't know them, you can carry this conversation because you're like, okay, you've already told her, let's get to know each other. You can kind of get away with this model of you being active in the pre-conversations and then you coming in going, okay, catch me up. It's almost like it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like this scenario works out well for the both of us. So we're talking, we're on the deck, we're having drinks. Neither of us know what to do. We're both being very shy about it. But the guy, he knew exactly what he wanted. 
wanted to do. <laughs> he was very direct, kind of led the room, and he brought up this idea like, hey, we've got a jacuzzi tub upstairs. It's only rated for three people. Well, as soon as he said that, like, I'm a competitive person. I like a challenge. <laughs> he said, three people? Oh, I bet you we could at least fit four in there. This would be no problem. <laughs> I had a bruise on my back for a week and a half. That'll be worth it. So he brings this idea up because it's getting awkward. Nobody knows how to break the ice. Closing's a bitch. We still can't do it. We're getting pretty good. What were you wearing this night? It was nothing. First date outfit. All right. So I do have a first date outfit that I wear uh, pretty much anytime we go out with anyone for the first time. If you ever meet Melissa and she's wearing her torn up jeans and a maroon shirt with like lacy shoulders, it means she's really trying to put her best foot forward. You were in fishnets the first time I saw you, so I guess that was a little extra. Okay. You got to skip to the fun stuff. <laughs> you skipped a number of steps. <laughs> okay, so he suggests the tub. What's your initial reaction? Because you just went there. We're just meeting these people and hanging out. Uh, I was super nervous. She was paralyzed in fear. I and I was like, hell yeah, let's get in the damn tub. <laughs> tub time. <laughs> I realized that I had to take my clothes off and it was terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was absolutely terrified. I was like, I have to take my clothes off in front of someone else. This is something, and then definitely something I haven't done in a very, very long time. It's really hard to have sex with your clothes on. It is. Well, yeah, it is. Can I say what you said to me that first night that we met? You mentioned that he hadn't seen you naked. And- oh, he hadn't. I mean, I was so uncomfortable with myself that I had worn a cami most of the times that we had sex. And just probably for at least a year, you know, was never completely naked. Even even when we were together in our own bedroom in the dark, because I just did not feel comfortable with myself. So all of a sudden, here I was with a complete stranger, and I was supposed to get in a tub. So can't exactly leave a cami on. Like it was time to get naked, and I had to buckle up and just do it because it's something that I wanted to do. So I did it. You hesitated at first. I did. Yeah. I did, but I did it. I was a big girl. So they started to take their clothes off, and I'm looking over at you, and I'm seeing you standing a few feet out the doorway, like, oh shit. In there, girl, it, I get It's it. time. So, well, here we go. Because I'm looking at her, and I don't want to make the first move. I don't want Melissa to be uncomfortable. I want her to be completely fine in this. The, the last thing I want to do is to jump into something, and here's in the back of my head. The jealous, the worry, and like it's over. Here we go. Well, fuck it. I'm getting naked. There's a tub. It's rated for three. We're gonna break that record. We're putting more people in there than three. So I get naked. I don't and care look, if you're getting there with your fucking clothes on. We're doing this. We're getting in the goddamn tub. Period. So I get naked and look back at her, just hoping that, well, it's now or never, right? Like either I'm chasing you out of the house naked and we're leaving because this isn't gonna work, or you're gonna take your clothes off. I got naked. You sure did. <laughs> Initial reaction from the other guy, as you did. You know, I don't think he, he knew my past, and so I don't think he knew how big of a deal it was for me. Huge um, boner. <laughs> well, yeah, he definitely did. We had a lot of fun in that tub, the three-person tub with four people in it. Fill me in on the tub. She got in first. I got in second. The guy and Melissa came in after the two of us jumped in the tub. Now, when you got in, did she come straight to you? No. Melissa and... The lady were in the middle of the tub sitting next to each other. I was on the far side next to this chick. The guy was on the other side. So the two girls were in the middle next to each other. You know, there was a few seconds of uh, awkwardness. And then there was a lot of thigh rubbing underneath the water. And as that thigh rubbing inched up higher and higher, then there was some kissing that started. As soon as we noticed that each other was kissing the other person, that kind of got things moving. Where does it go from there? 
There's four of us naked in a hot tub. There's another guy making out with my wife and fingering her. I've got my hand on another chick's pussy, and this is like, wow, holy shit, this is happening. Really? So he's fingering you. Where are your hands? In his dick. Or just all over his chest. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) He had the lines that you could trace down. He had an amazing body. So it was definitely quite the doozy for my first. (laughs) We get to the point where everybody's getting really worked up, and this is starting to get hotter and hotter. And we're all crashing into each other. Legs are twisting up. Water splashing everywhere. (laughs) Oh, there was a mess. We're in jeopardy of crossing swords. And at this point, like, I don't even know if I'm comfortable (laughs) looking at, you know, another guy's dick because this is, this is all brand new. Right. I decide like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to scoot over. I'm going to sit on the edge of the tub and she starts giving me a blowjob as she's sucking my dick. He's pushing Melissa towards the other edge of the tub. Her back is on, you know, the tub kind of raises and there's oh, an inch or two that comes up above. So th- there's like a lip. Her back is on this lip and her back is arched and pushing her pussy up in the air. And he's just fingering away. He goes down on you for a while. I'm standing there watching this while I'm getting my dick sucked. We get to a point where you start moaning and screaming. It is hot as fuck i'm like having an out-of-body experience right now like i'm watching my wife get pleasured by another dude i have no idea how i'm actually going to feel about this because i've never seen it before and then all of a sudden she's screaming and she's squirting in this tub and i'm getting a blowjob and shit just erupts like watching this happen I fucking come like a gusher while this girl's sucking my dick. And I'm seeing him do this to Melissa. And I'm like, oh, my God, this was fucking hot. Literally the whole way home, I was like, babe, that just happened. Like, And we just kept looking at each other like, dude, was that real? Like, did that really just happen? We just did it for real. Well, we did. We did more. We I was going to say slow down just, on the drive home yet. <laughs> the, the drive home was there was much more that happened before we got to the drive home. <laughs> Continue. I'm watching her. She's squirting. She's coming. She's screaming like I'm watching Melissa enjoy herself. And I had no idea how I was actually going to feel about this beforehand. But in the moment, it was hot enough that it made me come all over the place. Right. I sit back down. I'm on the edge of the tub like, damn, this was awesome. So we finally decide, like, we need to get out of the tub. If we're not going to be in the tub, let's move to the bed. Melissa and him are, like, ready to go. And so all four of us climb on the bed. The girl's pulling on me, and I'm like, I need five minutes. (laughs) Like, please, just give me a minute. And she's not having it. She's, like, ready to go. And so he's reaching over, like, babe, give that guy a break. She relents and her and I kind of just sit back for a minute and we're playing with each other while Melissa and him are going at it. Melissa is laying on her back with her legs spread wide open. He climbs right up on top of her and gets to business. This dude is going at it on his knees, hip thrusting hard. Like he's not, you know, not going soft. He He's fucking her. The moment that he went in. What was your reaction? Uh, this is really happening. <laughs> the sound that she made when it first went in. <gasps> One big gasp. Like, oh, fuck. This feels great. This is happening. Like, you sound could, you, you could still hear vividly it. remember. Oh, you could hear it. Yep. You could see it on her face. It was like, oh, damn. It's not wrong. <laughs> Continue. 
they're going at it for a while. She's screaming. She's having a great time. I finally get back around to it, and we're going at it, too. We're looking over at each other. I think we're both rubbing on each other's, like, arm or leg, like, making some contact, looking at each other, like, because I want to know, like, mind you, this was our first real experience ever, but I just want to know that she's okay. If you're screaming and moaning and it's fun, cool. <laughs> right. But I just want to make sure that like, if I make eye contact with you, that your eyes are telling me that you're safe, yeah. that it's fun. And she's doing the same thing, looking back at me. So both of the girls were, I think they were facing different directions on the bed. Both of us were on top, putting work in, trying to give them <laughs> a good time. When Melissa and I were you know, looking at each other, we both could tell like, wow, this is happening and we're both having fun. All right, this is good. And we played for a little while longer. Things went well for everybody involved. We wrapped it up. We got in the car and headed out. Even though we had both finished before we left, I'm pretty sure my hands were down in your pants in the oh, Jeep yeah. on the drive home within about 30 seconds pulling out definitely. of the driveway. We were both definitely still super turned on afterwards. What was the night at home like when you got back? Oh, it was crazy. Lots. We just couldn't keep our hands off of each other. I think it was, it was like sensory overload when we were there and there was just so much going on that we were still kind of digesting it. We were both still, even though we both like got off at that night, you know, we were both still kind of all over each other and just wanted to have that like reconnect and just that was fun. But like, this is us yeah, kind of moment afterwards, which is great. And that's one of our favorite things is the reconnect. I don't think we even knew what a reconnect was. Well, that I don't night. think we did. I think we got we in that car, it. like as things started to settle down. It was so fucking hot for like both of us that we wanted to share that with each other. While we didn't know what a reconnect was, like I was in your pants the second we pulled out that driveway. I wanted to get you off in our short drive home. All I wanted to do was take care of you again. I could not get enough of you when we left that house. How long did that last after you got home? After we got into the lifestyle, we've started having these random nights where we'll fuck, we'll go to sleep, and then an hour or two later, Melissa is <laughs> molesting me in the bed in my sleep in the middle of the night. And, you know, like, I'm not going to complain about this. This yeah, is great. Yeah. But we went home, we played in the car, fucked for an hour after we got home. And that might have been the first night that a couple hours later we woke back up and we were both fucking before we realized that we were... Oh, you're, you're, yeah, <laughs> we were in that kind of dream state, like... Oh, this is a really hot dream. And then you start to wake up. Hey, babe, we're fucking right now. <laughs> you don't yeah. even remember what time it is. You're, it's like, it it's got to be the next morning. It's like, holy fuck, it it's only matter. an hour later. What are we doing here? The thing that stands out to me the most when you just got into the lifestyle are those first several interactions where you come home and you are just that horny that you are thinking about sex constantly and you're even dreaming about it to the point where Mike and Melissa are waking up in the middle of the night and sleep fucking. <laughs> you say the first couple, I still have that moment. Our last playtime, I literally woke up in the middle of the night, no fucking clue what time it was. I'm assuming just morning wood and you don't have any pants on, so I'm up rubbing against you and things take off we finish and i look over at the clock i'm like oh crap we just went to bed like a half an hour ago i thought we had slept plenty sorry so yeah i, I get it yeah there's definitely a fun afterglow after having sex with other people yes there is just a quick reminder we will be at naughty Islands that first week of july 
If you happen to be going, please be sure to reach out and let us know you're going because we'd love an opportunity to meet some people. You can reach out to us on any of our social medias, which is Hump Day Quickies at Instagram, Hump Day Quickies on Twitter, Hump Day Quickies at gmail.com. You name it, we're there. By any all way means. you want to reach out, we'll, yes. we'll get your message. Now, back to this episode. Yes. So Mike and Melissa say that their first introduction to anything lifestyle was having been at a friend's house where now two of their friends are getting closer than what normal friends maybe should. And they start to question this. All I'm thinking in my head is what would I have done in that scenario? I definitely don't think I would have had the balls to just be like, are you guys swingers? (laughs) Now, I haven't had the opportunity to experience this because well, for I know, as long and that's as, what I'm saying. You have to like imagine yourself in this position. I know. What I can speak to is I've hosted vanilla parties that I've mixed vanillas with swingers, and the sexual energy is such that every single time something has happened, it's always been started by a vanilla. Oh, that's interesting. Who had no fucking clue that everybody else was into it, but the energy just seemed to get things going. Yeah. There was one party that I had that I actually had the owner of the only sex club nearby at the time was at. And I had said, hey, you know what? There's going to be a lot of people from work here, some, a lot of vanillas. Let's just coming over as friends. Let's just hang out. Next thing you know, people are getting their dick sucked all over the place. And he walks up to me and goes, uh, just to point out, I had nothing to do with this and <laughs> we still have our clothes on. I didn't do it. I'm in Mike's boat and I would not have left. You would I, I, I'm like I totally, around I'm just like, to watch. We're not leaving. What are you talking about? Let's let's see where this goes. Yeah. But the fact that neither of them had ever had any thought of the lifestyle, she clearly knew what swingers were at the time, but never were like, ooh, we should do this. Right. Yet got so interested so quickly. Do you think that a part of that was seeing your friends together in that capacity? Because I think, again, if I were to put myself in that situation and I saw my friends doing this, then all of a sudden I would be a lot more on board and very quickly because I think seeing that and thinking, oh gosh, these are my friends. These are Mm -hmm. people I hang out with all the time and they're really cool and we really like each other. And why are they doing this? It must be fun. Or I really like these people. I want to be more a part of their life. So I'm going to do this to be a part of their life and to do something they're doing. That plus the fact, oh, we've been hanging out with them forever. And clearly we didn't even fucking know. Right. To me, I think I would have come around to the idea sooner or quicker had I've had friends who were doing it that maybe a I could talk to you about it and have like a question answer session versus going into it blind and not knowing anyone and kind of just feeling our way True. through. I was always that friend, so. <laughs> yeah. You just introduce people to yeah, it. And just, uh, oh, yeah, we do that. Oh, tell me more. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike brings up the fact that he felt Melissa was the jealous one in the couple. There are people who are just predisposed to being jealous or more jealous than other people. Mm. In your instance, I don't even know if you are capable of jealousy. No. I've not known you to ever, I've never seen an ounce of jealousy in you at all, ever. I vividly remember the very last time I was jealous. Yeah. And it was with the person that I got into the lifestyle with. It was freshman year of college. She was flirting with another guy. And this was before we ever got into the lifestyle. And I remember being just like stupidly angry about it. Walking down the stairs, just stomping like, and I stopped and I was like, why am I even jealous? I know where she's going to be later. Right. Turn around and walk back up and just hung out the rest of the night with no issue. Just as I expected, she was back with me later that night. It was just, they were talking. But for some reason, at that point in my life, 
life, I had never seen the person that I was with. And technically we weren't even dating at that point. (laughs) I had never seen the person that I was with talking to someone else. Yeah. So like that never even clicked in my head. Like, why is this okay? How, why, why would she think this is all right? If she was talking to me, why? And from that point on, I was like, who cares? It's just talking. Even now it's who cares? It's just fucking or whatever. So I find that really just remarkable in a way because I don't know that just anybody can be that way. I think it's just something that people can either say, I'm not really jealous. Like I'm totally okay with the idea that this person is coming home with me or I know where this person's going to end up later. So no worries. Flirt all you want. I have no concern. Mm-hmm. Or you're the type of person who feels they have to, you know, mark their territory and make sure that this person is not flirting with anybody else. And this is mine and I control it. And I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that that Melissa was the jealous one. And then here she is off and running in the lifestyle. And I still think that there were some hurdles for her to jump. It was definitely a process for her. The fact that it took them over a year to get into it, I think for sure. Mm -hmm shows that. But I think the lifestyle also helps you manage your jealousy to a point, especially if you are a jealous person, it exposes you to situations where you could be a jealous person, but you can also come out on the other side of it saying, well, there was no reason for me to be jealous there. Like, look, here here he is. He's back in my arms or he's always coming back to me. We're the married, we're the couple. Our relationship comes first and that's that. And you can have that proof time and time again and maybe help ultimately alleviate some of that jealousy. Absolutely. I was very impressed that she admitted that their sex life had gotten a little stale. And it does, right? 18, 19 years of marriage, it happens. But just talking about the lifestyle and the idea of exploring it created such a boom in the bedroom for them. Yeah, it happened with me and my ex too. Just the talk, just the sexy bedroom talk of bringing something new up, something fresh, Mm -hmm. really ramps it up. Absolutely. Melissa mentions something that I actually went through and I totally identify with was that she said she initially wanted to play with somebody for the first time and have it be somebody that they knew. And then looking back, she was happy that it wasn't somebody that she knew, that it turned out to be somebody that they didn't know and they were more easily able to walk away from it with nothing other than the sexual exchange. I felt the same way. Early on, I was like, I don't know how I could get past my own reservations with a complete stranger. It seemed like it was more comfortable to consider somebody that I knew that I had already had a relationship with that I could build on and do more with. Looking back, I feel the same way. I'm happy it happened the way it did for me. However, I almost feel like having had a stranger first and foremost would have been that much easier. There's just nothing connected to it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to see that person in the future. I don't have to see them at a party. I don't have to run into them. And if things had gone poorly or something, then I wouldn't have to be faced with that on Mm -hmm. a constant exchange. Right. Another big thing that you run into when you start after you do decide who you want to start with is what rules you're going to have. I agree with Mike and Melissa in that they felt like based on everything they researched, they had to have a rule. They had to have something. And I understand that when you're out there reading all of the reddits and the online articles and everything, everybody rules, 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 rules. It's one of the first questions anybody asks another couple what, is, what's your rules? what are your rules? Yeah. That's so hard for a brand new couple in the lifestyle to figure out because they have no idea what they're going to 
walk into. Mm -hmm. So how do you make rules based on like a figment of your imagination, essentially, right? You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what is going to come your way. And so it's hard to say, I'm going to set these boundaries. And I think that's what it has to be. You hit the nail on the head there. It has to be, what are my boundaries? What are we okay with at this point? Again, that's really hard to do. You don't know what the experience is going to be. Mm -hmm. You also have to understand that whatever your initial rules or boundaries are, are going to change. You may think, oh yeah, go ahead, put it in her ass. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss them all day long. That's fine. And then you get in that situation. You're like, oh, you know what? I really don't like seeing you kiss that other person. Mm -hmm. You can change your rules and boundaries. It's okay. And no one's going to go, well, wait, last time it was okay. Well, they might, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's your relationship. You don't have to answer anybody else. Yeah. As you experience more and more things and you understand what it is that you are comfortable with or you're not comfortable with, you can now make those boundaries as you go. We've seen it all sorts of ways, right? We've seen couples who set every single rule in the book and then start to peel them away Mm -hmm. as they realize, oh, this is okay. And then we've seen the couple who have zero rules, zero boundaries, and then they start putting on the rules and the boundaries as they go when they're like, oh, no, I'm uncomfortable with that. You can do it any way you'd like. You have what works for each couple. But I think it's funny that there's just this huge push for rules. In Melissa's case, she's like, well, I don't even know what rules to have. Let Mm -hmm. me look up what are some swinger rules because that's just it. You don't know what you're going to experience. So how am I going to set a rule based on an experience I've never had? Right. Melissa talks about essentially coming out of her shell and finding a lot of confidence after they found the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. having lost weight, the experience of having to take her clothes off in front of other people, also finding her voice sexually with Mike and just Mike actually picking up on the fact that he's like, holy shit, she's talking about things I would have never imagined she talked to me about. The lifestyle does have that effect on people, especially I feel speaking from my own experience, Mm -hmm. shy people who are introverted like me, who don't really put a whole lot out there and then find out, oh, I really like this or, oh, I have to speak up because I don't like this. Mm -hmm. And it just puts you in a lot of situations where you find yourself and you also find confidence. There have been times where we'll get into a room. I'm usually one of the first ones with my clothes off. Yes. And it's that moment of I've made this commitment and I'm doing this, that I have to get my clothes off and I cannot hesitate because if I hesitate, then all of a sudden I'm in my head, right? Then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh gosh, I've seen all these other people naked. I'm just getting naked first. I don't have to see anybody else. I'm doing this. I've committed. I'm doing this. I mean, most of the time it's not that harsh. Like most of the time I'm absolutely 100% willing and I want to, but but it It makes it easier. It's a process in my head of, yes, I have to get over this hump. Sure, I have insecurities. Sure, I think about what I look like in the eyes of others. The jump from being clothed to not being clothed is usually a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole mind process. It still amazes me the number of people that we talk to that A, haven't been naked in front of their husband, always have sex with the lights out, and now are in a sex club in the front of a room full of people. Right. (laughs) And it's like, Wow, what a transition. Impressive. Made a big jump there. So their concert trip, did this trigger any memories for you? (laughs) So we haven't talked about this story yet. Not yet. But we have a coming home from a concert story with another couple that started by me having told you that your shoes were going to be uncomfortable and your feet were going to hurt. And you go, no, I'll be fine. I can wear them. And then you get in the car going, oh, I have to take off these shoes. And I said, you can take them off. But if you take off your shoes, you have to take off your pants too. (laughs) Yes. 
And you went through with it. And I said, well, now that your pants are off, you should just go sit in the back seat with them. I'm in the back. <laughs> and you did. And things went from there. And I have tried to replicate that at every concert we've been to since and have not had the opportunity yet. But nope. it still is one of my favorite moments that we've had in a lifestyle for sure. I know. Do you like car stuff yourself personally? I personally have never had sex in a car. Well, I know sex, but it's funny because she said she was so upset that they christened her car. And I'm like, man, we never christen a car. I mean, not together. You have, but. (laughs) (laughs) But like, what about like roadhead and stuff? Have you had that? Yeah. And I'm good with that. It's always one of those. uh, And I'm kind of like she is like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get pulled over. I'm going to get caught doing this. Yeah. We're going to hit a bump and there's going to be a problem. Like, I I don't mind. I love the idea of you getting naked in the passenger seat and playing with yourself. I actually want to keep a vibrator in the glove box just so you can use that while we drive and have people happen to look in and see that. I Uh think that is fucking hot as hell. I also like the idea of looking over at somebody with your head bobbing up and down on my lap and giving them a, yeah, look what I'm getting. <laughs> so, but the idea of pulling off someplace and having sex and risking getting caught there and something going wrong is something that always plays off in my head. Like you want to do it? No, like it concerns me and it's like, oh, I don't know. If, oh. What happens if I get caught kind of thing? Interesting. I've had plenty of car sex in my life, so I only got caught once by a policeman. And what happened? So I was young, all of 17. It was my car and the passenger was somebody I was driving home. The officer came to my window and of course they're like all steamed up or whatever. (laughs) He knocks on the window. I'm like, oh shit. He takes me to his cruiser, puts me in the back, doesn't handcuff me or anything. And he just has a conversation with me. He's like, are you okay? Are you sick? You know, like he's asking basically if this was my idea. you want to be doing? Okay, that's (laughs) fair. And I said, yes. And, you know, and he's like, you you know, you can't be here. And he made sure everything was safe. And then he just let us go. And he said, you know, don't park here ever again, basically. I imagine a little older that might be different, but I don't know. (laughs) It was definitely a a moment in my mind of, oh, I didn't know what they could do. Like, Mm -hmm. can they give me a ticket? Like, I don't even know what the penalty for getting caught fucking in a car was. I mean, if the window steamed up, I guess technically you can't see it. (laughs) Right. It wasn't in public. (laughs) I don't know. Could there definitely. was definitely a, because it got cut off, horniness to it, where you like get back in there kind of like, fuck, now what? Now where do we park? Yeah. So Melissa takes the initiative, reaches out and finds a couple and then goes and meets the female of the couple for drinks or whatever to just discuss. It got me thinking because Mike said, it's like you're going on this date, don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. It got me thinking about how the lifestyle really brings out a sense of teamwork between a couple. You know what each of your strengths are within the relationship and outside of the relationship and socially and stuff. There are people that we know quote unquote, carry a relationship in Mm -hmm. the social realm of the lifestyle, right? You have that one person who's just more outgoing, who's able to reach out and talk to people. And then the other people who kind of ride the coattails and are able to carry it after the fact. But like in this case, Melissa being kind of the shyer of the two, but still reaching out and putting herself in a situation where she feels really comfortable to be able to talk to somebody and then taking it from there where Mike now gets his opportunity to be his social butterfly self and make things work work socially like where it's my job to talk to people and get them interested and then your job to get naked and fuck their brains out pretty much (laughs) okay nailed it all right strengths and weaknesses i like it (laughs) 
initially, Melissa meets this woman and then they go to meet both as a couple. Like two days later. Two days later. (laughs) And I can understand why Melissa's probably like, yeah, this is clearly just a meet and greet. We're not on that level yet. We're not ready for that yet, right? Especially when the other couple hasn't done it either. Right. So... So we've learned in our exchanges with other couples is that from our perspective, we treat every single meeting of a couple as though we are going to end it with sex. Always be prepared. Right. And we've talked to many other couples who will go into it as more of a, this is just a meet and greet, or this is just a hangout. This is just drinks. And then it turns into Mm -hmm. a sexual exchange. And then they're kicking themselves because they thought going in that it was just drinks. While we go into it prepared for sex, Mm -hmm. we don't expect sex, Right. right? That's always kind of the trick there. Right. Well, that and that's where we are the no expectations, but always prepared. Right. The Boy Scouts of the lifestyle. That's right. That's us. <laughs> the tub. Oh, come on. The that tub. wasn't fair. <laughs> I love how you pointed out immediately. You're like, you said tub, not hot tub. Right. right? I, I just wanted <laughs> like, to make sure clear, where we're clear. at. I've made it no secret. I love anything wet or soapy or hell even messy. Just any added variance to standard sex yeah where you can be i mean hell anytime that you're in the shower with me and you have soap on you it's like oh well, gotta rub against you for you do. the next five to ten minutes you are my human loofah <laughs> yes yes i am <laughs> i'm just of the opinion we need more wet be it shower tub hot tub swimming pool more wet environment sex i am a big fan and don't feel we do enough yet I agree. I think the wet play is fun Mm -hmm. and I will enjoy the hell out of it in the proper environment, in the pool, in the hot tub, in the shower, in the jacuzzi tub, if that's the case. There we go. How many people are rated for our jacuzzi tub, by the way? I think it's two, but I'm 100% positive we can get two. Oh, I disagree. We get four in there with no problem. I don't, I mean, sexually? Yes. I can see guys sitting on the edge and girls on their knees in the middle I, doing blowjobs. I mean, I, can't. I feel we need to test it out, but I'm <laughs> very confident we can get four people in that tub with no problem. I mean, the problem of the water overflowing, but. <laughs> well, there's drainage. Good news is it's in the shower. I'm not overly worried about it. The first time you see your partner with someone else. Tell me about it. For me, it happens every time I see you with someone new. Okay. And I make it a point to catch that reaction on your face that first time a cock slides inside of you. I am beyond turned on. Okay. Knowing that someone is that turned on by you, that they are ready to enter you. And that you are that turned on, that your legs are open, ready to accept them. Your level of readiness is emphasized every time as I watch your head throw back, your mouth open, your eyes roll back, you name it, as you're entered for that first time. That's one of my favorite parts of having sex with anyone, that lusting that you have, and it's lusting, 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 lusting until, ah, here it is. That is the face that you make is, ah, there, we have reached that point. Let's go. Big fan of the face, the sound, the movement. The first. You name it. That first moment that I get to. And it's honestly not just the first time you're with them. It's just every single time that just watching you in that moment is really fucking hot. And the one thing that we also make sure to do every time we're playing, we always make eye contact. And we even non-verbally communicate with each other. We mouthing things or the wink or whatever it is. 
Mm -hmm. just to connect in that moment. It's funny to me that there are so many times where we make eye contact with each other and I will not have purposely thought a thought to send you via eye contact. And then after the fact, you're like, oh yeah, when you made eye contact with me, you were totally enjoying yourself. So I knew we were not going to stop that I could keep going. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't think I said that, but I clearly said that. And that's my favorite part <laughs> is when other couples notice yeah. our connection at that point and then bring it up later as far as what they saw us do. But I feel like we have several different eye contacts that we make. We we've never planned it out or we've no. never practiced it in the bedroom or anything. We're like, this is the eye contact yeah. I will make. Show when- <laughs> me what you're going <laughs> to We've never done that, but it's something that has evolved naturally with us that Mm -hmm. you just know that's the eye contact that we need to wrap it up or whatever. All of it happens completely naturally. When I feel ready to wrap it up, I'm not looking at you specifically, searching you out and be like, okay, wait for him to look at me. Now shoot him the glare. You know, it's just very natural. You read it on my face. Yes. I read it on your body. I read it on your face. I just, the whole interaction, I can tell when, okay, Ness has had enough. Let's find a way to wrap this up. Yeah. And same goes with when we're both completely turned on. I will shoot you a look that is, look at me enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. I want you to look at this right now because this is amazing and I need you to see this. That is a look that a lot of people catch. That's the one I think most people will Mm -hmm. catch because I think that's the one we probably exchange the most of. Do we ever. I love the exchange of, I'm watching a girl go down on you and I'm looking at your eyes where you're enjoying yourself And I'm like, yeah, that's hot. You're enjoying yourself and (laughs) she must be that good. That is another exchange. Yep. I love that we've gotten to the point where it takes zero words in the bedroom. We don't necessarily need a safe word. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily need to speak anything to each other that it just happens so naturally that we can read each other's body language and say, all right, we're happy, we're doing great, or you know, maybe we need to make this last a little less than what it needs. Yep. And given we've never also been in an emergency type situation where we've needed to exit. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, we've talked about this where it's like, well, then it just stops. Yep. I mean, there's no, don't play along. Yeah, don't, you're not you going to hurt my feelings if you yeah. say, hey, can we stop real quick? Yes, we can. And at those points, I think we've left it up mostly to each other to speak for themselves and say, this is not working for me. I'm out. And I think anything outside of that, we would notice on each other immediately. I agree. I'm not speaking poorly about having safe words or any of that. I'm also not condoning it's not also having good them. To have, it's <laughs> also good to have a safety net. Yeah. That, that's for sure. I'm just saying that I love that we've evolved to the point where I think we see it on each other. Absolutely. Mostly just pleasure. <laughs> Very true. Mike says that he had never known of or heard of the reconnection sex. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how fantastic that next several days were for them after their first exchange. This is something that isn't totally portrayed the right way. In a lot of research you'll read, they call it reclaiming sex. And a lot of people feel that's so harsh, especially women who want to be empowered. They don't want to feel they're being claimed Mm -hmm. and calling it reclaiming bursts that bubble for them and it's not sexy and it doesn't work well. But it is a reconnection that 
that nobody has to be claiming people. It's just something that people call it reclaiming in that like you've been with somebody else and now you are my wife. So I'm claiming that. But to be more PC, it is a reconnection Mm -hmm. of sorts. It's a saying you've been with somebody else, but that was so hot and you turned me on so much. And the reason why we do this is to turn each other on and to connect to each other that naturally the next step is to now have sex with your partner. Right. And to even crave that having sex with your partner of, wow, it was great seeing someone else doing that to you. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get back and do that to you as well well. and feel that energy coming back from you Yeah, and relive that moment together. And that's what I I love about our reconnection is as exhausted as we can get sometimes. Yes. And as sometimes even as difficult as it can be when we get home at 4 a.m. and we've been drinking and Mm -hmm. we've had a long night of sexual interactions, sometimes the reconnection is not looked forward to as much. (laughs) Maybe on your end. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in the sense of physical ability. Mm -hmm. Mentally, yes, I want to be there with you. I want to cuddle with you. I want to touch you. I want to have a connection with you, whether it's sexually or just intimately in a spoon or something like that. But I've read so many horrible things just totally bashing, reclaiming because of the word that Mm -hmm. they're using to define it. Yep. It kind of hurts my heart to read that because it's such an important part yes. for, for us it, of the lifestyle that to take it away just because it's called reclaiming and that right. somehow doesn't empower you anymore, then let's call it what it really is. You're just reconnecting with your partner. Mm-hmm. You and know? I don't care what you call it. I think yeah. actually doing that, specifically even that night, worst case scenario at the very beginning of the next morning right, is so important because that is your opportunity to share every bit of what just happened. Yep. And And enjoy each other the way that you just got to see someone else enjoying each other. Yes. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.